Hello, listeners. You may notice that this is episode 222, while last week's episode was 223. That's because this episode was delayed two weeks due to some personal matters which occurred two weeks ago, right when I was working on editing the podcast. One of our other audio engineers did the Suikoden 5 episodes, so those were able to release on time. Both episodes recorded in the first half of January, before those complications. So I know it's confusing, and for that I apologize. Here's Retro Encounter 222, our 223rd episode. Hello and welcome to episode 222 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Podcast of Many Topics. I'm Mike Solosi, and today um, we're doing another very, very special episode. All of our episodes are special episodes, but this is no uh, this is no exception. But it's a little unusual in that we have the word spoiler cast in the title. Uh, now, you probably know that Retro Encounter is not afraid of spoilers. We, uh, we spoil the hell out of games all the time, so why would I even include the word spoiler cast in this episode title? It's because our subject today is a little bit recent, and we want to discuss this recent game, but also definitely spoil the hell out of it, so we're making it abundantly clear from the very title that we are spoiling the hell out of AI the Somnium Files, which is a visual novel-slash-adventure game that came out in uh, that came out worldwide in September of 2019. And joining me to discuss the Somnium Files are Alana Hags. Hey, everyone. Caitlin Argyros. Hey, guys. Leona McCallum. Howdy. And Tyler Trosper. Hello. Okay, we have a full house today. That's, that's, uh, that's five people. Definitely three, king, three queens and two kings. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I, I think that part of why uh, so many people were interested in this, in this episode, we had, I had at least one other person ask me if they could, if they could join, is because... When you play this game, you immediately want to talk to people about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was that was definitely the feeling I had. AI: The Somnium Files has a, it's a pretty int- it's a pretty interesting murder mystery from start to finish, and has some wild moments of drama and plot twists at the end. So that's the kind of thing you want to immediately turn to someone else that's played the game and talk about it, which is basically the point of this entire podcast. So, uh, Alana and Caitlin. But before we recorded, you told me that this is your first time ever playing a game by Kotaro Uchikoshi. Is that is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm <laughs> well, stealing myself for the for the shame. No, 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 no shame. shame excitement because you get to play these games. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. There's, 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 yeah there's no shame at all because now you'll be able to dive into 999 and VLR and ZTD with some level of expectation for where this guy's writing goes. Um, Uchikoshi has been writing visual novels for about 20 years or longer. Um, he wrote Ever 17 and a bunch of uh, PC ones in the early oh. 2000s. And then he, yeah, and then, uh, then he, his, the Zero Escape trilogy of 999, Virtue's Last Reward, and Zero Time Dilemma, which have sort of different presentations and budgets, you could sort of tell, between each of those yes. games. Right. Um, and that made him sort of more, his popularity spike worldwide. But he's always known for... Um, for some pretty entertaining, quirky characters, uh, some interesting science fiction ideas in his writing, and um, he likes playing with timelines and uh, and and sort of like con- and uses the, the the classic 
uh, visual novel gameplay style of multiple endings or multiple pathways in a in weird ways. And um, and AI the Somnium Files I think is right near the top of of his work. I think it's as good as VLR or 999, which are two games that I adore that we've talked about on this podcast before. So okay. uh, I'm starting with you, Caitlin. Um, this is your first Uchikoshi game. What was your what was your overall impression? Let's, let's say early on and then after playing. Uh, well, uh, early on, um, I don't know, like I was intrigued by the sort of cold open, you know, starting right, right off the bat. No, no introduction other than here's a dead body and try to figure out what happened to it. And then I quickly uh, fell in love with like the quirkiness of the characters and the little, you know, humor, uh, jokes and whatnot thrown in throughout. And then I actually just finished my playthrough, um, at like five or six a.m. this morning, oh, so oh my god, it's oh very fresh in my mind. Yeah. And there are some re- wow. I'm still kind of processing the plot twists <laughs> yeah, in the, uh, the last two routes. Uh, l- listeners, that means that she finished uh, playing the game perhaps seven or eight hours ago. So this is about as fresh as it gets. And uh, Alana, same question. What was your sort of early impression, and then your overall impression playing your first Sujikoshi game? Well. I knew it would be weird, but I was kind of captured by just how weird and out there it was. Like, off the bat, the very first Somnium is like a, uh, which is these dreams that you dive into in the game, and they basically make up the gameplay part of AI, the Somnium files. Um, the very first one's like a tutorial, and you can immediately do things like sniff the plant and kick the box <laughs> and drink the wine. And I'm thinking, why can I do all this stuff? And I'm sitting here doing it all, and I'm like, I've got, I've got to, I've just got to carry on doing it. And like similar to Caitlin, like the ca- the characters in this game are really, really good. And I was really hooked immediately by Date, Iba, um, Boss, everybody basically. And I got attached really quickly. And it was very quickly a case of, yeah, I want to stick with them. Oh my god, what's going on? I hope they don't <laughs> die, kind of thing. Um, so it was a pretty wild ride. And then by the end of it, I was kind of in a similar position. And like, no, I just want to play all of them now. So. Yeah, we're um, it was a lot to take in, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm still processing stuff a month later, so it's pretty normal, I think, to take a while to adjust to right. the end of these games. Right on, and uh, Alana, um, I'm in a similar boat to you. I finished this game in December, and I immediately had to edit or rewrite my game, my games of the year write up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to to, in to include AI, and I think it was a similar case for uh, for you, just based on the timing of it. But um, Leona. Yes. You, uh, you and I were on podcasts on 999 and Virtue's Last Reward, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think about about two years ago, uh, like end of 2017, beginning of 2018. Uh-huh. Wow. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I, I don't totally remember. <laughs> I don't totally remember because you and I were both uh, you and I were both um, using code names for that episode. So, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it got it got a little weird, but. Uh-huh. Uh, but but you've played um, you've at least played those Ujikoshi games before. How do you yeah. think AI stacks up? And what was your impression by the end? Um, I really really like AI. Um, between yeah, it's probably my second favorite of his. I'd say Virtuous Last Reward is my favorite. Then I'd go AI. Then Nine Nine Nine. So yeah, I rate it very highly. It's definitely the one with the most production value put into it. Agreed. I mean. Uh... ZTD almost didn't get made and needed to be helped in part by crowdfunding. So like that that game was held together 
by gumdrops and toothpicks, and 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 was visually uh, not the most impressive game. But AI is almost the opposite. AI is a pretty clean looking game with uh, with oh, yeah. uh, with attractive character models and animations, and and just like. I don't want to say it feels expensive, like I'm, you know, judging an episode of Project Runway, but it like like the game doesn't feel broken and and like is and is just a good looking visual novel. Definitely. Yeah, it probably depends what you play on though, because I played on Switch and had lots of issues. So. Yes. I, I, I played yeah. on I played on PS4 and had some loading times, but uh, I want to no, I want to no rebuy it on PC and I okay. played it on PC and my playthrough was pretty much perfect. So. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah that's so, what I okay, thought. So, so it sounds like that PC is probably the best version, followed by PS4 then Switch. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's I never knew that. So, so Tyler, uh, which version did you play on, and uh, and and how do you think AI stacks up against the rest of uh, Uchikoshi's oeuvre? Yeah, I also played it on Switch, and I had mm. a, some issues like the slowdown. But um, how do yeah, out of all of them, this might possibly be my favorite. Um, played the nine 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 virtues last reward and zero time dilemma. Um, I just, I don't know, I just, like, really, really like the characters. I feel like this game had more time to, like, breathe and be able to, uh, the characters were able to be more fleshed out than the yeah. other series. It's definitely very well paced, I thought. I feel like mm. action yeah. was constantly going, but you were constantly getting room to talk to the characters and get to know them. It was quite interesting. Yeah, exactly. um, well done. this is not a short, breezy game. It's about 25 oh. hours, I think. And uh, and there's five story paths, which is fewer than the nine endings that you get in in uh, in VLR, and and I think um, six endings and or so in nine nine nine. But it's it, but it uh, it doesn't feel like there's much wasted time. Every ending uh-huh. in Insomnium Files focuses on a different character or a different group of characters, and has uh, and has slightly different events that take place. Uh, but but it all feels very focused. Like you're like whenever you do a new ending or go down a new path, you learn something new or something happens differently. That's at least interesting. And uh, and again, it's a 25 hour visual novel that gets a lot of mileage out of these characters. Um, regarding ranking of them, the only Uchikoshi games I've played are the Zero Escape trilogy and this one. I think this might be a tie for first with VLR for me, followed by uh, followed by 999, and then a distant fourth place being ZTD. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, uh, I played, uh, I played um, Ever Seventeen and Remember Eleven. Oh, okay. By Uchikoshi, oh. and I, I really enjoyed them, but they feel like I, and you can definitely they're definitely like uh, you can see the beginnings of where maybe the Zero Escape trilogy were starting in them. Hmm. Um, but I could I'd struggle to place them in the sort of same tier as much as I enjoy them and love them as um, the more recent Ushikoshi games. Yeah, and if you if you look at his uh, at his writing list of writing credits, he he yeah. doesn't he doesn't always get to make the puzzle games he wants to make. Sometimes he's like uh, <laughs> he, he sometimes he like ghost writes some anime adaptation game. Or, I'm looking uh, at his uh, video game list right now, mm-hmm. and in 2003 it says unknown erotic visual novel. Yes, no, <laughs> no, I I read, yeah. no, I I do remember reading about that. It was in the it was in the uh, I think in the lead up to uh, when ZTD was coming out, he mentioned, oh yeah, there was a. Uh, a, a visual novel project that needed a writer, so I I wasn't I got paid to be an uncredited writer on that on that one, but I won't say what it is. <laughs> I bet that's the most what? main twisty erotic yeah. visual novel. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was like it was like just one interview soundbite, like oh yeah, I got paid to write an erotic visual novel. <laughs> but the uh, but so so his career isn't always making these kind of games, but I think now that he has some level of success. 
uh, this is sort of what a Nuchikoshi game is. It's like a science fiction flavored visual novel with uh, good writing and characters for the most part, and some and, and and always at least some interesting puzzle mechanics. We've talked about somniums and uh, endings and timelines a little bit already. Uh, but l- let's go more into the setting of the game. Like Caitlin mentioned earlier, you're, you, you go in pretty cold, you are a detective, you arrive at a murder scene, you speak to some investigating officers and other, and other police staff, and, uh, and check out this, bur- this body that's been arranged on a carousel's horse. And you, uh, you learn a little bit about the game, you, uh, you, have, uh, you have some level of amnesia, so you can't remember everything that's happened to you before six years ago, and, you're, and, and you have an eye missing, so the police gave you a little artificial intelligence eyeball named Iba, short for AI ball, <laughs> and Iba is a you know rep- manifests as a sassy anime girl in your brain, <laughs> and uh, Date and Iba use some of his eye technology, like some X-ray vision and long-distance vision, uh, to serve his investigations. And it, uh, the the eyeball mechanics. Like, they probably could have been cut, but they're never unwelcome. I think they're fine. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're just, like, uh, they're not important to mm. the gameplay or anything. They're just more uh, window dressing. Yeah, yeah. like, like Iba's important, and the fact that Date has an eye missing is important. Yeah. But, but but being in the game is fine, I think. Uh, the, the, the bigger science fiction gameplay twist are is the Somnium, which is uh, a little bit like the movie Inception, where, which is technology that allows someone to enter the dream of another person. And inside that person's dream, there's manifesta- manifestations of their subconscious and psyche. And Date, by uh, using Aiba as his avatar, navigates through these somnium in the form of puzzles to uncover secrets or, uh, or, or hidden feelings of the subject. And then yeah. by, by going in there... And 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 uh, and his his superior uh, boss can watch can watch the Somnium like on a TV screen out from the outside, and then popping out, they can use information they found on the Somnium to to, to further interrogate uh, or question subjects, which is which is cool. Uh, we'll talk about more specific Somniums later, but uh, this is, this is a pretty wild setting. Like uh, it's maybe slightly more grounded than the, the nonsense that happens in VLR and ZTD. <laughs> But that's which a, is crazy. Yeah, which is that really says more about those two games than this game. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it, it was a cool mechanic, and being introduced introduced to those via the first crime scene and the tor- and the tutorial Somnium, it, 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 I think it was a very strong first hour to to just to get its hooks in the player, mm-hmm. um, especially since the first Somnium you visit is Date's own, and he has amnesia. And what you see in that first Somnium, you know, are scenes that become more important later in the game, which I thought was a, a pretty impressive bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, well, what you was that Jennifer Lopez movie where she went into people's dreams and it was like a murderer? Right, Wasn't and she... no, and, and it, it was a uh, it was a serial killer that had fractured parts of his yeah. psyche. Yeah, the Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. 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 The, the twist of that uh, one is... It just a, came to me. Yeah, there's a twist in that movie that's uh, kind of dark, actually. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I kind of like that movie, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, no, it was all right. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, like, you can make a comparison to The Cell or Inception in, uh, to The Somnium Files, but there's actually a different movie I want to talk about late, uh, later in the episode. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that this, these sci-fi concepts and gimmicks in this game... Um, they get in the way when the Somnium puzzle is kind of bad, which is not always the case... But the uh, I, I was pretty invested from the beginning, like Caitlin mentioned earlier. Uh, so Caitlin, 
if, if we move forward in the story a little bit, uh, what was something in the first half of the game, either a case or a character or a Somnium, that sort of made you think, all right, I, I got to play this thing through to the end? Because I, I, I know what the, I know what my answer is for this, but uh, go, go ahead with yours. Well, I think just right off the bat, when you get to Mizuki's Somnium, because I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that the Somniums were how you changed uh, the, the route you were on, how you changed mm-hmm. the events of the game. That's right. So... Mm-hmm. I, I I started playing that Somnium and I, I I wasn't looking at any you know sort of guide I was just like you know trying to figure it out and I wasn't able to heal her aphonia and got on the on the blue or the purple route uh, depending on like that color's a little weird um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a dark magenta it's kind of a, it's a weird like that. it could be blue but it could be purple I don't know <laughs> um, but yeah and so I was like okay. And I, I immediately knew that, you know, I had gone off a branch because I checked the, the, the flow chart and I was like, oh. So I went back and I tried to figure out, uh, you know, how do I get on the other route? And the, the immediate sort of like difference just in the, 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 the uh, cutscene right after you finish the Somnium, you know, if you're able to heal her versus not, was like, okay, yeah. this is kind of cool. Um, sort of that whole cerebral thing of like – Somnium maybe can be more than just a tool for like finding information. Like, could you actually use a Somnium to affect change in a person? Sort of like an inception kind of thing there. Um, and then, like, uh, I went back and I, 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 did, I did a little reading that suggested that perhaps I would be better served doing the, uh, the, the red roots first uh, as opposed to the blue roots. So I went back and redid that Somnium and started along that path. And by that point, like, after Mizuki Somnium, where you have some time to, like, do some investigating and get some character details, I started getting really interested in Date and the the mystery it was already apparent there was a mystery involving him that he was something to do with him was involved with what happened six years ago mm-hmm. and the, the original serial killings because uh, boss was could not be more obvious that there was something <laughs> yeah and, going on there and then just i i fell in love with his um snarky interactions with aiba like oh, her her being like awesome. you know sometimes like his conscience or or just like the uh the uh the the um long-suffering companion to mm-hmm. his his uh, <laughs> stupidity or his... oh no it's 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 definitely a uh like a like a buddy cop relationship that they oh have. yeah Aww. absolutely so, so much I just so I need a sequel with them I do, I do too like <laughs> I'm sitting here Rati and Iva let's do yeah it. I'm sitting I mean, here just thinking about the whole thing and I kind of like I I don't have time because like we have other games to play for this podcast <laughs> that I have to start but I want to just sit back and replay it again oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if Uchikoshi has time for a sequel because he's uh he's in that Tokyo Games Collective right now and I think, the, I, think the, I think they're working they're working yeah they're working on four projects at once. I think it's th- it's uh, three it's three games in one anime series with uh, with uh, with the you know the uh, um, Uchikoshi's team and the Danganronpa team, so so that's intriguing. But still, uh, I think that we're going to get all of those before he ever revisits Somnium Files. But uh, b- back to the routes, uh, I think this is explored um, more or at least addressed more in Nine 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 in VLR. But uh, Uchikoshi likes. Or a lot, many of his games allow you to go down different routes, uh, like a lot of visual novels do, but also have, like, he supports the idea of something you learn in one route can be remembered in another route, 
which yeah. which is explored very heavily in those in the in the yeah. Zero Escape trilogy, but only hinted at. Spoil the yeah, yeah, but 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 only hinted at here, like it, it, yeah. near, uh, near the end of uh, Somnium Files, he'll he'll remember some detail about the killer and say, "Hmm, how did I know that?" It actually, goes yeah. back further than that. It goes like Ever Seventeen has it. So oh, it does. Been, oh, he's been oh. he's been doing that shtick for a long time. Well, good on him because it's a uh, it's yeah. he's. He 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 doesn't he he's not as explicit about it in Somnium yeah. Files as the other games, but it, it's it's a uh, a hallmark of his visual novels, I think. And I like how the uh, um <laughs> how the different routes when you go into the into the timeline menu are represented by like photos on a uh, police investigation yeah. corkboard mm-hmm. and attached by strings. I, I think Aww. I think it's the red, blue, yellow part of the rainbow spectrum on the left, and then the blue indigo violet part of the ske- spectrum on the right. Mm-hmm. Um. You can see the corkboard in his apartment. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And it, that's that's a that's a cool detail. And uh, we get yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of characters are involved, not just Iba, even though she's uh, very important. Um, the uh, the first murder victim is a woman named Shoko, and her and her husband Renju oh. are, are are casual are uh, casual acquaintances of of Date. Like they're they're drinking buddies for the past several years, and their daughter Mizuki was having a difficult home life, so she temporarily moved in with Date, which seems yeah. extremely sketchy at first glance. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, right, like having yeah, yeah having a, a maybe a ten or eleven year old girl living with an adult man uh, who's who's just a friend of their parents. But I think as you play the game and you realize just how awesome Mizuki is and yes. and how and how yeah. uh, and how hard Date is trying and how quietly terrible Shoko and Renju are. Uh, right. you, you, yeah, bad. yeah. You get more and more okay with that living arrangement <laughs> as you get as you uh, move on in the game. And one one very cute scene, um, I think this was in Mizuki's route, where uh, f- several times uh, uh, Iba asks Date, "Hey, why don't you tell Mizuki or anyone else about me being your false eye?" And he's like, "I just don't want to freak them out." And then yeah. in, the, in the later ending, uh, um, Iba is popped up in her little amoeba. Uh, um, outfit and sitting on Mizuki's shoulder because they're clearly best friends now. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you should have just told her years ago because Mizuki yes. was Mizuki yeah. immediately connected with Iba. <laughs> I really appreciated the the non conventional family units in mm-hmm. the game. And it's something you don't see very often. Yeah, growing up in a poor part of Scotland like I did, there was a lot of kids who lived with, you know, people who weren't their parents at the time and stuff like that. So it was really nice to see. I really. Could, could relate with that and stuff like that, so that was really nice. And uh, Mizuki's also a little bit exceptional. I mean, she appears to have super strength and is a martial arts genius. Oh yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. She swings a mean pipe. Yeah, yeah. Her, yeah, her uh, weapon of choice is a Mike Hager style section of lead pipe. Yes. <laughs> and and um. When are we going to get Mizuki in Cap- Marvel vs. Capcom? Oh, well, if this, if this was a Capcom <laughs> game, I would support it. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yes, uh, al- alas, it was not to be. Um, although I think did uh, oh, I think Axis developed this. Did, is Axis connected to any of these crossover fighters? You're asking, I don't know. Oh, Maybe. man. Probably. There might be a way to get uh, Mizuki into... Uh, well, I mean, Mizuki and Smash, right? Yeah, yeah Mizuki, Mizuki and Smash. Smash. She's, definitely, yeah. she's definitely a Nintendo yeah. character. No, um, she's been on a Switch, so yeah, yeah. So she's a Nintendo character. And we have Persona characters, despite not never having a Persona game, a mainline Persona game mm-hmm. on a Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Yeah. Never see it coming. <laughs> hmm. I-, I was thinking of that crossover fighter that has uh, all the Persona and uh, uh, oh, people in it. The Arc Systems one. Yeah, because, uh, because, some, because sometimes. Uh, cr- I- 
Yes. Blood Blue Cross Tag Battle. That yes, one. that's it. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I confuse Arc Systems work with Axis because Arxis versus <laughs> Axis. It's it, it, that's a personal problem. So I apologize right. for dragging you into it. I understand but, that. <laughs> yeah, but, but but the the first major Somnium in the game after the tutorial one is going into into Mizuki's because uh, she's found locked behind a door at the crime scene where her mother died, which which has which has terrified her into mutinous. And uh, Caitlin mentioned this earlier. When you go into that Somnium, there's sort of two solutions, and, and neither of them is that hard to figure out. But one of them is sort of more, uh, one of them is sort of more, um, I don't know, sort of warmer. It, it's about it's about like like hugging Mizuki and telling her it's okay, while the other one is sort of telling her to wake up while a memory of her mother shouting at her is is going on. So uh, one that th- that warmer ending brings you on the Mizuki the Mizuki path. And yeah. the colder ending brings you on the iris path, and and neither of those paths are right or wrong. It's just sort of, it's just sort of learning about different things in each pathway. And if you go down the, there's a I should mention there's five story paths in, in this game. Three of them are focused on specific characters that Date spends a lot of time with. Uh, the fourth one is called the annihilation ending, and it's the one with the most murder in it. And the last mm-hmm. one is called the resolution ending, which is the true ending, uh, which has a, a, a for a murder mystery story about as positive an ending as you can find. Yeah, um, but in the Mizuki ending, you spend a lot of time with Mizuki. You learn more about her relationship with Date uh, by talking about Renju and Shoko, uh, Mizuki's parents, who are again b- uh, both murder victims in the story. Um, you sort of realize that they were bad parents, and Mizuki was having a very troubled home life, and uh, it, it, it and, and it culminates in Mizuki diving into Date's somnium and then uh, making a deeper connection as a. Uh, you know, as a uh, what would you call it? A um, a, a surrogate parent and surrogate child. Yeah. That's that's very very sweet. I, I love. I love that path. ending so mm-hmm. much. Me too. It it's a really good really one. Oh, sweet. And uh, it gets you really. Ad- I mean, this game is a little emotionally manipulative. They, they want you to root for certain characters for sure, and they do a very good job of making Mizuki just the coolest little girl. She's she's awesome. Uh-huh. But I, I played the Iris route first, and I can only imagine how frustrated it would be to play the Mizuki route first and then play the Iris route because all I wanted Dake to do with, on the Iris route was hug Mizuki. Like, I did get some whiplash going into the Iris yeah. route and seeing yeah. that he's mute. And she doesn't eat, like, it's not even Date that cures her in the end, it's Hitomi. Hitomi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a similar reaction to Leona, but about a different character. Um, yeah. I, I, I also did the Iris route first, and it was, uh, yeah. and, and, and I, this was unplanned. I, was, I just sort of landed there first. Yeah, and um, and Iris is a is a is a an idol who plays a uh, who's mo- most popular known as a video game streamer. This is an extremely 2019 game. Um, yes, when <laughs> she plays a uh, what is it? it's a it's something Shovel forge Shovel, Shovel forge. forge yeah 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 she plays yeah also a quick aside I love the fake technology in this game like oh, having like oh, having yeah. having Twitter Twitter instead of yeah. Twitter and <laughs> Nile instead of Line and uh, Shovel Forge instead of Minecraft. <laughs> So yeah, my so, favorite like joke is probably the the whole Iris bugging Daddy constantly to play Shovel Forge. Yeah, and he's being like, "I'm not playing Shovel Forge because I think we've all got a friend who likes Minecraft." He's like, "You've got to play Minecraft. You've just got to." This, def- this definitely feels like Uchi Koshi having a niece or a nephew or a friend's kid who's always bugging him to play Minecraft, and he's and he's like, he's like, "No, I want to make my." Virtual idol murder mystery art, uh, visual novel, <laughs> yes. but uh, in, in in the Iris route, 
Um, uh, the person who I ended up rooting for, I think uh, Iris, again, is a, is a 17 or 16-year-old idol who plays a lot of Shovel Forge and is a popular streamer and is a good dancer. Um, I, I don't love the song that they're all the idol song that they're always playing no. in this game. <laughs> I don't like, like, in, in the in the realm of anime and video game J-pop, this is in the lower in the lower percentile. But yeah. uh, the dance animation is pretty is pretty good though. And um, the person I was rooting for was not Iris or Mizuki. It was Hitomi, Iris's incredibly sweet mm-hmm. mom, mm-hmm. Yeah. who is who is just a great mom who is trying to always be there for Iris, uh-huh. and she's also a school teacher. And and when and uh, and and is uh, Mizuki's one of her students, and when Mizuki is still mute and having trouble reconnecting with adults, like just uh, Hitomi just spends a day with her and hugs her, and and then Mizuki's fine because Hitomi which, is just awesome. Yeah, which made me instantly suspicious of her. Yeah, yeah. no, I was I was you're suspicious. Evil. You're evil. You're too nice. You're yeah. evil. I was suspicious of everyone at all times, but uh, but she was definitely vague, wasn't she? I yeah. think yeah. even in either yes. the Mizuki roots or the Ota roots, she suggests that she knows Renju at one point, and I was mm-hmm. like, mm, okay, that's not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and also yeah. she has she has an arm injury uh that, which makes like I think like something like the lower half of her right arm useless or something. Yeah. So it's always yeah. dra- it's always draped on her side. Yeah. yeah, it's completely immobile except for one scene in the game that we will definitely talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and um <laughs> uh and uh, and also, her apartment is the same apartment that uh, you see at the very beginning tutorial stage, yeah. hidden inside yeah. inside Date's memories. So when Date visits the apartment for the first time, uh, taking Iris home, he's like, "Why have I been here before? This is weird." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and but again, this is all addressed later. This game does an amazing job of something that I think is really important in murder mystery stories, and that's foreshadowing. Uh, again, this is. I apologize for everyone flashing back to their seventh grade English classes, but <laughs> but um, a writer planting the seeds of an idea in the reader's mind and then capitalizing on those and letting the seeds grow later in the story is an extremely rewarding feeling, and uh, and being able to properly foreshadow events or clues, especially with a game predicated by following clues like a mer- like a like a mystery story, foreshadowing is so important and. I think Uchikoshi does a brilliant job of it because, yeah. especially in the annihilation ending and the resolution ending, it's call it keeps calling back to very small things that make you gasp yeah. in recognition. Yeah. In a, in a way, in a way, in a way that was a really powerful feeling. Um, yeah, I have to say, like when I uh, so I did Ota, Mizuki, Iris, and then I started working on the annihilation route. And when I got to the block, the point where you can't progress any further until you've moved down the uh, the opposite route. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first I was like, well, okay, this seems random. Why can't I progress? And then I got rid of that block by moving down the resolution route, and I realized immediately afterwards when I got to the very next scene why it was necessary that I had seen part of the other route because yeah. that for uh, on the annihilation route, the, the, the key plot point that you need is the idea that Consciousnesses can be swapped if you stay mm-hmm. in Somnium too long. We, we, should, and... And we should mention um, this is not told until near the end of the game, but uh, there's a time limit on these Somnium puzzles because they hint at dire consequences if you remain in the Somnium for longer than six minutes. Yeah. And, and then you learn at that part of the resolution route that the consequence is you swap consciousnesses with the uh, with the subject, which is a insane, and b uh, made me immediately think of the movie Face Off. Which is yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. And, and, and and when I when I learned that 
When I learned that in the resolution route, which is the second path I tried to go down, although I did run into blocks at one point, like you, uh, like you did in the annihilation route, Caitlin, yeah. I, I, I immediately think I immediately thought to myself, "Oh my God, this isn't Inception. This is Face Off." Um, <laughs> and uh, and and uh, and that you know is a big key to the to the murders uh, to the to the murders evil plot. But we're um, we're gonna we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, there's five endings in the game, which we've said over and over, but three of them are focused on specific characters, Iris, Mizuki, and Ota, and then you have Annihilation and Resolution. The, one of those three we haven't really talked about yet is Ota, and he's, right. a, uh, he's, a young yes. man in his, he's a young man in his 20s, and he's a, sort of a stay-at-home with, uh, who's either between jobs or doesn't really have a job, um, and his mom works uh, at, his, at his family's diner. But he, uh, he he's a big he's a big otaku like he's a big he's a nerd who follows around Iris and is even uh, white knighting her online which is a very which is a great 2019 thing to put in the visual novel like, 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 like I'm playing this game for less than two hours and I'm like oh we're I'm investigating an internet an internet asshole who's white yes. knight, who's white knighting a pretty idol girl this is this is the best from his and, own comments yeah yes. and it um it, it, it did not yeah it did not shit. again. Yeah. <laughs> It did not endear me to Ota because, like, man, who's this asshole? Why is he wearing a common rider belt? That's a that, what a, right. Yeah, that's what a, what I thought immediately. Yeah, that's exactly. A rider belt. Yeah, Tyler, this is amazing that this might be the first time you and I have podcasted together, and we've this is the perfect opportunity to talk about common rider for forty-five minutes. But we'll save it for another time uh, about five about minutes time. from now. Um, but yeah, like he he's a, a rather unlikable otaku at the beginning. But when you spend more time with him, he has sort of a uh, he has a, a, a plot moment where he actually saves Iris from the killer, which is uh, which is yeah. a, a surprising character jump from him. But uh, and then when you go into his route and after his Somnium, which we will talk about, uh, you you learn more about his relationship with his parents, and that is that brought mo- a moment of sweetness that I was not expecting out of Ota because it learns about yeah. how how hard his parents worked. And how his mom is sort of slowly slipping into dementia, but is still trying to do the best for her son and defend him when he's a suspect. And and in, in yeah. that in that part of the story, she confesses to the murders when you, when uh, like when you and your police boss are staring at each other, at staring at each other, going, "Okay, we know Ota's not the killer. We know she's not the killer. But we have to go into her somnium and get her to just." I mean, to just admit that mm. that she's not the killer. <laughs> Let's be honest. It doesn't take boss much to make you go into someone's song. I know, no. right? Yeah. No, right. It's like Date, sync with her. Yeah, it's like this is questionable technology that could permanently mess with someone's psyche, but. They're they're like they're like th- they're throwing off like these sync orders like they're fireworks on Independence Day. It's they, they are they are very very okay with hus- with like hurrying along with this questionable technology. But uh, the game hurts the legality of these. Things. Yeah. I, well, I, yes. I was thinking about that. Like I'm wondering. Okay, this storyline aside, <laughs> the Somnium program uh, is not do, a matter of public record. <laughs> how do they actually like use what they learn in these dreams, like from a legal perspective? Right. Because it's a dream. It's not like it's right. physical, tangible they, evidence. How no, would that stand up in court? They even mention yes. it's not admissible in court, and they can only use it to either take another th- uh, to basically follow another uh, investigative um, thread right. or, 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 to, or to use the information to confront uh, the subject in an interrogation and, and then you can get maybe a confession yeah. out of it. But you, but you cannot use insomnium stuff. Uh, somnium Which seems stuff. insane considering oh, the it's insane. money <laughs> developing like, the technology must have cost. 
you also never see them how like how they get them into the chair. <laughs> it's like right, <laughs> 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 them with a stun gun, just like shoot it in the chair. <laughs> And then everyone's Do they not inject them with a kind of anesthetic? Yeah. yeah. yeah, no, they, they, yeah. They, they mentioned sedating them, but, but we never see someone being sedated, which would have been oh, an interesting yes. choice. No, I, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, cool. But anyway, at the point, um, sort of just before you go on the Ota route or the Mizuki route, um, Iris starts acting a little strange, and uh, you and she seems to know a few things that she shouldn't know about the murders. And, and again... Iris behaves very differently on the, uh, oh, yeah. the on the, mm-hmm. in in the blue violet half and the and versus the red uh, yellow green half. And when you go into her somnium in the red yellow green half, it's like an empty warehouse with TVs, um, mm-hmm. with, with murder victims from the from the killings yes, from six no. years ago. I'm not it's... gonna lie. The point at which I realized why that was the case, which we'll get into, yeah. I, I assume I that was one of the mind blown moments. Like I I kind of was sitting on my couch and I went. <gasps> Because yeah. it made so mm-hmm. much sense. Yeah. And at first, I, the first time I went into it, I just was like, "Okay, this is random." But this is weird. Like, no, like, no, it's like, not like, random. Was she well, the killer? Uh, but, was she the killer six years ago as a twelve-year-old? That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, why why is Dante in the Somnium as well? Like, why is he in the glass? Yes. I might have seen this wrong, but is this the place where you see Soul Sejima with big boobs? Depending on how you start the Somnium, yeah. No one said anything about that. I was expecting someone to point out the fact that Sejima had boobs, and I was like, "Yeah, no one said it." And we should mention, so Sejima is a middle-aged man in his sixties, dressed in traditional Japanese garb, and a member of the uh, a member of the Diet, which is the you know the Japanese version of of Parliament or or Congress. So, uh, like a a 60-year-old politician with boobs who is uh, inter- interfering with the investigation a little bit because some, some parts of the investigation lead to Date questioning so, but he doesn't really get anywhere. And then when you go into Iris's somnium, like, why is there Sosajima with boobs? Why is Date shown in the reflection of something? Why are these murder victims from six years ago shown being killed? And let's go into the current murders versus six years ago murders briefly. Uh... Six years ago in this game, there was a series of serial killings called the Cyclops Murders, and each victim was a woman and had one eye removed. And I think it was the right eye for those. It was correct? the right eye, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, in these murders going on right now, uh, the press decides to call them the new Cyclops Murders because it's uh, a bunch of people being murdered, except they aren't all women, and they have their left eye removed instead of their right. Which makes the police, at least, at least in some dialogue with Boss and others, think, hmm, maybe this isn't the same killer because we think that killer is in prison. Uh, this must be a copycat killer. Uh, like it's so, and, and, you know, ideas like that get thrown around in the first half of the game. And uh, a lot of people get roped into this. Um, there's clues that point to Sosajima. Um, uh, Date gets freaked out in one pathway because he sees a frozen ice block with Iris in it, making mm-hmm. making him think that she was murdered and encased in ice. So then he oh, basically in a in like he sprints uh, uh, in his car back to Iris's apartment, but she's just there with her mom hanging out. <laughs> and uh, and there's just a lot of moments of confusion. Uh, there also also uh, his path takes him to uh, a yakuza office. So and yeah, there and the head of the yakuza there is a man named Moma, who is the successor from his, uh, for his brother Rohan, who committed suicide a, uh, a few a year or two earlier. 
And uh, Moma's, Moma's hilarious. Uh, I love Moma. Yeah, Date yeah. uses his uh, his Iba eye powers to look in the safe behind his office, and he sees a statuette of Iris there. So he, he by promising Moma handshakes or autographs or other things from Iris, he gets Moma to cooperate, <laughs> it's, which is real strange. And uh, and also almost sounding a little bit too similar to Moma is Mama, who is a. Uh, a, a trans woman who runs a, a bar in uh, in the same neighborhood as the Yakuza office, and and she's an informant for Date, and she is awesome. I love Mama. Mama's so good. It's the best. I Mama and Moma are two of the few characters you never get a Somnium for. I never got to jump into Mama's brain and see what kind of Wonderland exists I, in there. I mean, she, I'll see in Mama's brain. I was gonna say she'll be in the bath with somebody. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be. It might be a little bit similar to the bathhouse dungeon in Persona Four. Probably. More tasteful. Oh, Mama's Mama's too classy for that dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, again, listeners, if you weren't, uh, if you have already played this game, then you know all about this. But if you haven't and are somehow listening anyway, this game has a has a, a bunch of colorful weirdos in its cast. And good on this game for just coming out and saying through Mizuki, you know, mm-hmm. LGBT people are great. Yeah, you know, yeah. Really, a Japanese game that's groundbreaking, honestly. Yeah, um, Mizuki has a lot of very positive, cool things uh-huh. to say about the LGBT community, and it's in a discussion between uh, Date and Mama where Mizuki's present, and. Like, the fan reaction to this was a bunch of people on Twitter saying, Mizuki is the official defender of the LGBT community. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she is. She, she, knocks, she knocks out transphobes with a lead pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty nuanced, though, as well, because you've got mm-hmm. that, and then you have a couple of minor things. Obviously, Mama's, like, um, oh, yeah. entire stick is never really addressed at all. Mm-hmm. Like. No. Ever, which is you know completely fine. Like, why should it be? Why do we? Yeah, awesome? yeah. And, and she appreciates she appreciates handsome men, and is you know wouldn't mind Date being a little friendlier with her sometimes, but 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 not but not too forward about it. And then there's another relationship between another character we haven't spoken about, Pusa, uh, yes. and oh, yeah. Renju. That's just that's randomly surprising. dropped in conversation that they are dating. Pewter has a real name that's dropped, and if you don't know that, then you won't realize. But um, yeah. it's brought up again later on a little bit. But yeah, it's just dropped in, and I think I, I love that. Yeah, oh, I appreciate oh, stuff like this and like nuanced and normal. Yeah. Like I love that the the game didn't like knock it over your head. Like they didn't have to exactly. like have dialogue saying, "Oh, you're dating Renju." You just it's a it's a conclusion that you just come to as a player naturally by piecing together those two clues of uh-huh. Renju got this watch from his lover and Pewter gave him the watch. Ergo, they're dating. And then mm-hmm. yeah. and then also underneath that, um, there's a portion, mostly through a lot of the game, actually, through several routes where Renju is kind of on the run and Date and the police are looking for him. And uh, it comes out that Pewter, who again is one of the, uh, he's a, a tech genius that, that helps run the Somnium technology, and, uh, which is supervised by the boss, and mm-hmm. uh, and he but he, and he's sort of the the tech in the room when, when the somniums take place. There's a scene where Renju's uh, part of, parts of the game where Renju's on the run, and it's revealed later that Pewter definitely broke police protocol and at and at one time possibly even betrayed Date and Boss, depending on how uh, whether it's a betrayal or or not yeah. is, is, is up to is up to your own. 
Well, yeah, there's, it's, there's a, it's a fine line. For it, aren't they? Like, yes, there, there are yeah, reasons for it, but he twists him around his finger. But yeah, but why? <laughs> exactly, but but Pewter helps Renju evade p- police capture, and then it's implied that Renju was a closeted homosexual. That uh, and that was part of the reason he uh, he divorced Shoko. And, yes. Um, and 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 like, but all of this is not is not text. It's sort of buried under it a little bit and when you learn more about Renju and Shoko and why they are both bad parents a little bit mm-hmm. it's it's like oh they they separated for sort of multiple reasons I- including that Renju's gay and uh and, and all of this was just awful or on maybe bi yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah gay or bi that's true you know, they, they don't necessarily imply that he's closeted he could be, have just been bisexual possibly yeah, yeah but, so. but but I, but it's that that's correct but also, like it's it's this is not text. This is stuff that you sort of infer or figure out from from clues and from optional dialogue in a way that is, uh, I think, is really clever. Like I um, yeah. w- whenever I would learn something about one of these side characters that sort of painted a bigger picture for the entire cast, it was I was really impressed. This is good character building and writing. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go to back to the plot a little bit because we are jumping all over the place. Oh well, how, that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you do in the game. We're 40, uh, yeah. we're 40 minutes in, and we have not talked about Falco. Okay. Yeah. Um, Falco is the uh, is in prison, and uh, yeah. he, and he is alleged oh. to have committed multiple murders, but is uh, but is imprisoned for uh, for an undetermined attack that took place a few years ago. And late in the game, you learn that this was. Uh, that uh, he was in a relationship with Hitomi, Iris's mother, but he he's not Iris's father, and uh, and and shot and shot her in the arm, uh, shot Hitomi in the arm for unclear reasons, and uh, and may have also been involved in other murders, including possibly the new the old Cyclops murders, who never I, I don't think they ever had an official arrest on those. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 confusing, but but Falco is basically is a uh, is a convicted killer. And a dangerous man, and voiced by Albert Wesker's voice actor, so you know to be <laughs> suspicious of him. Oh yeah, yes, DC Douglas. Douglas. Yeah, and yeah, and you have a very tense interview with him when he uh, calls Date out of the blue and says he knows who killed Shoko, even though Shoko's uh, death hadn't been publicized uh, publicized yet. And that leads to you inter- interrogating him, and and then in one route, uh, you enter his somnium, and then that starts you on the annihilation ending. And in another route. Um, again, you, because of Pewter's influence, although you don't learn this until later, he escapes police custody and goes on the run. So it's, uh, all of these characters, some of them hiding things, some of them not, because I don't think Ota's not really hiding anything. Even when he, uh, like, even when you, uh, go into his Somnium, it's basically an exaggerated version of when he rescues Iris from the, uh, from the killer. Yeah, he don't ever like lies or he extremely exaggerates things, mm-hmm. doesn't he? That's just his whole character, I guess. But I guess that's yeah. And and that's not that's Omnium that where basically there's a scene in the uh, in the red blue green side. I'm sorry, red yellow green side where. Uh, like, and this is killing me, by the way. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> where where Iris is captured by the killer, and uh, and she's about to be killed on like an, uh, on a factory bandsaw or something. And yeah. um, a nice cutter, yeah, 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 a nice cutter. That was that's that's what it was because it was it was a factory with a lot of refrigeration and ice blocks in it. And uh, Ota jumps in to, to rescue her. And depending on which route you did in that warehouse somnium inside Iris's mind, uh, either 
Ota not uh, in both routes. Iris calls Ota to help her escape Date's custody. And in one route, uh, he hits Date with a walk from his Chinese restaurant, and uh, and uh, and Date wakes up in about two hours, and um and 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 Ota sa- manages to uh, save Iris. And in the other route, it's uh, uh, the attack happens in Mama's bar instead, and he uses a stun gun or a taser instead of the walk, and that means yeah. that Date's knocked out for about three hours, which I makes know. him which yeah which makes him too yeah which makes him too uh, too late to to get to the. Uh, uh, to the factory in time, and when he does arrive there, both Ota and Iris are dead, and oh, and, yes. uh, and Iris has an eye removed, but Dota, but Ota does not. But if Ota sur- and Iris survive, then you jump into Ota's mind to find out exactly what happened, and you get a very exaggerated version of the story. And Tyler, here it is. That is a lot like a Japanese tokusatsu show. <laughs> yeah, even so down to the music. Yeah, it's so super dramatic and down to the music <laughs> and the poses and the special <laughs> attacks. That's what did it for me. Yeah, and the uh, the uh, and the uh, he, and the poses and exclamations are taken from common writer shows. Uh, <laughs> you, you can find a list online, but the two that I recognized immediately were uh, were O's. I'm mean, sorry, not O's. Uh, Double and Gaim. He says uh, he says now count up your sins with the <gasps> yes. yeah with with, with yes. the common writer double pose, and he says I'm gonna take this stage with the common writer Gaim pose. <laughs> so uh, like I, I, like he does like five or six of them, but I recognize two. So like. It, yeah, if you're a Common Rider fan, this is a, a top five game of all time. Um. That, that, that Somnium also had one of my favorite uh, references because the the game's full of little references to oh, yeah. pop culture and other video <laughs> games. Like Kojima gets name dropped uh, if you mm-hmm. uh, investigate a random uh, uh, rock. Yeah, yeah. So, but in Otis Somnium, if you have Iba um, jump into the the barrel. She says war has changed, and then talks about uh, how a cardboard <laughs> box would be better. And I was like, ah, <laughs> MGS reference. Yeah, yes. this... <laughs> there is a um, there is also a Yuri on Ice reference when you yes. skid across the ice. Yes. That was mm-hmm. the first one I got, and I was like, no, hang on, are we doing this? Are we really doing this? <laughs> yes. Like, yes, yeah, we are. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's like a whole oh exchange God. where they go Adrian and Rocky at one point. I was like, I loved all the little references and yeah. the things, especially that you get for just like either checking out random stuff in Somnium or I was obsessively clicking on every green thing in yeah. any scene because you could get lots of side dialogue. That's just- but the best one is... Uh- is the the investigator at every scene who's, who's yeah yeah Kagami who's, who's, and, and Dante Dante never gets his name right which is poor guy hilarious every time I I clicked through Kagami's dialogue twelve or fifteen times or however yes. many times it took every single crime scene. Jesus, his name's Kagami, and then Kagami gets mad and says, hey, don't button in our act, basically. <laughs> and, and there's <laughs> another one where he gets the name right, and Kagami's like, oh my god, you said it right, and Dante's like, wait, no, that can't be it. It must be Konami. <laughs> it's like... It's... <laughs> I love the, the random ones where, like, you click on a locker and somebody whispers, or you <laughs> click on the kitchen door at Sunfish Pocket and you hear the chef arguing with someone oh, about preparing fugu fish. There's Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay, and I was like, I love those little random things. <laughs> it's it's, like it's so much fun. It's a really funny boss's... script. Oh, I would just say like boss's friend Mario. That's in her. Yeah, office. the man. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, there's so much funny writing in this game, but I, uh, I think it might be about time to get serious. Um, 
Uh, you don't want to talk about porn magazines? Oh, yeah. We oh, should talk about we should talk about porn magazines before we talk. Favorite about... favorite porn magazine sequence? Go. Okay, well, no. First, before that, uh, let's talk about the I, the action sequences in general, because there, there's a, there's quick time event moments where basically uh, like things like shootouts or act, or action scenes where you have to time button presses, and this is probably easier on PC or PS4 if the slowdown was pretty bad oh, on Switch. It was awful on Switch. I, uh, I, you guys know that I was mentioning this in Slack, how I kept failing the first uh, button press at the end of the Mizuki route, QTE, yeah. I, even though I was, like, spamming the button, but it has to probably be because of the slowdown with the Switch version. It doesn't register it as much. Yeah, that was the only one I had trouble with as well, so... Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't have trouble with any of them, but, I, I again, I, I think... I. Playing on PS4 might have helped that because the mm-hmm. uh, I didn't experience major slowdown at any point of the game, just just occasional loading times. But uh, but multiple times during these ac- uh, more than just the action sequences, but especially during them, uh, Date finds porno magazines, or at least Iba alerts him to the presence of porno magazines. And when that when that happens, Date excitedly exclaims "Porno mag!" and his uh, and his speed and reflexes, I think triple is what I is what Iba says. Two point six times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a Gundam reference where like turning red made you go three times faster or something. But the but yeah, there's a lot of porno magazine jo- jokes that give. Uh, Date's superhuman reflexes and briefly turn the, uh, the game into a Deadpool movie or something. Yeah, um, it's a real, like, uh, I don't know, tone whiplash uh, between the action scenes and the rest of the game, I again, think. Again, yeah. it's just like Face Off, where, uh, where weird <laughs> detective drama turns into gunfu action. Yeah. No reason. I don't feel like they had to do it for every QT. There's like seven of them, and every time it's like, yeah. I'm taking advantage of this for you, and it's like... Yeah. Like, even the one time, the one in Hitomi's house with the flower, and it's a cookery magazine, yeah. not porno magazine. <laughs> I'm just like, you can see that's a cooking magazine. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, I think Iba might be rewriting his uh, his, his his visual probably. input to make yeah, the cooking uh, magazine seem like a porno magazine. Augmented mag. reality and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, probably. It yeah. kind of, like, I love Date as a character, but, like, that kind of dents him a little bit like it's so silly that it just takes away i don't think it brings adds anything to him like if it was a one-time joke then maybe yeah six times yeah like exactly mm-hmm. one porno bag joke to give him faster reflexes is hilarious once but the sixth time you're you're sort of like putting down the controller and going okay Come on, this game, dude's got a problem. Yeah, it it might be that every adult male in the game has the problem because he throws porno mags to to disguise to distract entire entire yeah entire teams of hitmen. Yeah, it's okay. The porno mag stuff. (laughs) Universe works apparently. (laughs) Yeah, porno mags are uh, basically weapons of mass destruction in the Somnium Files universe, and and weirdly crucial to the uh, to the plot of the game, but. Um, let's get serious for a second. Uh, I'm going to just straight up say who the killer is because, yeah. uh, this is one thing that I think the game does not do as well as other, as other games. The killer is a man named Saito Sejima, who is So Sejima's son, So Sejima's son, say that five times fast, <laughs> who has a, uh, a condition in his brain that, um, where he can't, uh, properly produce, uh, is it dopamine? 
Uh, oxytocin. Oxytocin, yeah. He can't. He gets. He gets lots of dopamine, but only when he kills people. Yes, yes. He, yeah, his his brain cannot uh, produce certain chemicals and neurotransmitters properly, which get, which means he can only experience pleasure while killing people. And six years ago, he uh, uh, he killed he killed his first person when he was eleven or twelve years old. Uh, which was longer than six years ago, more like uh, more, yeah, eighteen. Yeah, yeah eight, that ago. was eighteen years ago. And six years ago, um, uh, the uh, the yakuza Rohan, the one who uh, who committed suicide a few years earlier, uh, it dis- um, dis- discovers this about uh, he he covered up the murder from eighteen years ago and real and uh, and Rohan because he has uh, one of his he has a brain condition where he can't properly per- uh, perceive the left side of things. Uh, Rohan has an obsession with women's eyes, and Saito has uh, is, has killing urges. So they work together, where Rohan will help him pick targets, uh, sort of put uh, Saito in a position to kill a per- to kill a woman, and then Rohan will remove the woman's eye and then cover up the murder with his yakuza people. And that uh, and they and they killed, I, I think it's like four or five women six years before the start of the story, uh, doing that. And at the same time. Falco, who is a police detective, uh, is uh, is killing people. is working as a hitman on the side, focusing on killing people that were, that escaped justice, and uh, and and he's getting a lot of these a lot of his killing orders from Rohan and the and the Kamakura group of the Yakuza. So, Fa- Falco, while escaping uh, es- escaping death of his own, runs into Hitomi at a shrine and like. So she doesn't scream or give away his position. She pulls him behind a building, and he pulls her behind a building and kisses her, which is sexual assault. But uh, they, they, but he, but they somehow start a relationship after that. And uh, and so for a while, Falco is Hitomi's boyfriend, and uh, and is a, a bit of a father figure to a very young Iris. Mm-hmm. And this is a lot of explaining in a row. And I apologize, but this is this is important. <laughs> And, and and again, I played this game over a month ago, so I'm 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 not. I hope I'm re- recreating it appropriately. So, so far, yeah. Yeah. So, Falco begins to really care for Hitomi and Iris, and uh, and decides he needs to uh, he he needs to come clean and end his uh, his practice his uh, his hitman side job. So he asks Rohan to be let out, and Rohan is is reasonable with it and said, "Okay, you just got to do one more job for me, and you're out." But uh, the, with the trick being, Rohan learned that the the killing that happened that he covered for 18 years ago, uh, Hitomi was a uh, was a witness to it, and that's because the killing was of Iris's real mother, and Hitomi and her friend Renju, the guy who's who's at the very beginning of this game, were uh, were the best friends of Iris's mother, and uh, and even um, like were babysitting Iris when Iris's mother. Went to uh, went to went to Iris's father, the politician Sosajima, <laughs> to try to try to have him forge a relationship with their daughter, and so it, everything went as poorly as possible. Um, Sosajima's son Saito, who's only twelve years old at the time, uh, kills Iris's mother, whose name escapes me. Do you remember her name? Her name was Monica Iwai. Monica, that's it. Yeah. So so Saito kills Monica. So, uh, to the surprise of So, So was not planning this at all. So gets Rohan and his yakuza to bury, uh, to to dispose of the body, but um, because there was a GPS that Monica had on her, Renju and Hitomi follow them, and and uh, they unearth Monica shortly after she's buried and encase her in ice. And that scene where um, 
early in the game where Date thought he saw Iris in ice was actually Monica's body because God. because Renju hid it in a warehouse for 18 years and <sighs> one plot point I yeah don't this understand. is this is a lot <laughs> and then Hitomi um, uncovered it to try uh, and blackmail Sosajima because Iris has a brain condition that's going to kill her in a matter of months, which is why Iris unexpectedly dies at the end of the Iris route, is where, is, and, uh, and why Iris was weird and paranoid about government agencies chasing her, was because yeah. of, her, of her brain tumor. And if you so, guys understood that oh, game, all the power to you. Oh boy, <laughs> it was a lot to, hap- to hand- handle at once, because this is divided between the resolution and annihilation endings, mostly, mm-hmm. and where you're, you keep running into blocks in one and having to switch, having to ping-pong between these two, mm-hmm. and eventually when the annihilation ending ends, you realize that, uh, that <clears throat> during the inter- basically, uh, Falco, instead of, uh, of killing, instead of killing Hitomi and Iris, he decides to come clean, and he talks to his boss. And his boss is like, you've been killing people, this is a lot, but you're telling me you might be able to give us Rohan Kamakura. Using his killer identity, uh, Falco contacts Rohan, gets him in the Somnium, but things uh, don't go completely as planned, and they end up switching bodies. And this no, might... that was planned. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Boss is the one who comes up with a plan. You're she right. brings mm-hmm. Rohan in, and they intentionally swap bodies. That's right. They intentionally swap bodies, and then they and then they bring they send Falco to prison for all the murders that he committed. And uh, and uh, and that that allows them to uh, have a mole within within the yakuza, and also put a, uh, and also sort of wash their hands of everything bad that Falco did, but. Um, Rohan, in Falco's body, escapes custody and decides to go kill Hitomi and Iris. So Falco, in Rohan's body, goes to their apartment, and, uh, and, and, we, wit- and, uh, and we witness the, in- the incident where Hitomi's arm is badly injured. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that, the, after that, Falco goes to prison, and, uh, and Falco, in Rohan's body, knows he can never be with Hitomi ever again. So... They decide to use this new position of Falco being inside Rohan to try and get to the bottom of the Cyclops murders because they knew he was connected somehow. And it was because of the right eye thing and working with Saito, which we mentioned earlier. So Falco, inside Rohan, goes directly to Saito and asks him details about the murder, which Saito volunteers but also realizes that something's fishy. So uh, so, uh, Saito has some of his father's men... Uh, capture Falco inside Rohan and uh, and uses drugs to make him confess everything. <laughs> Sorry about all this. this. This is a lot at once. Saito yeah. gets a hold of another Somnium device, a prototype one. A sync device. Yeah, yes, yeah, a, a syncing device. Um, that, but it's a prototype where it requires that someone's left eye be removed before it, be, before you go inside. So in a in one of several disgusting scenes of eye removal, uh, Saito Saito rips his own eyeball out. Yeah, and uh, and it, and attempts. I really oh, I can, yeah, that part was awful. Yeah, and attempts to switch bodies with Falco, who's inside Rohan. But things something goes wrong, probably because this prototype syncing device was was uh, was not in frequent use. It like it like short circuits or something. So the switch occurs, but leaves both of them with amnesia, and. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a while, Rohan, who is really Saito inside Rohan, is uh, is in a mental institution, and Moma takes over the uh, the Yakuza group, and uh, and 
Falco, who's our main character, Date, is inside the body of Saito. The entire game, you have been a, an amnesiac detective inside the body of a serial killer. I really loved that plot twist, I have to yes. say. Yes. I mean, like, I was, I was suspicious. I suspected that Date in Saito's body was, was the serial killer. My thought was that he was the killer and that they wiped his mind and that was why yeah. boss yeah, was trying to... The game. I thought oh, yeah. was the killer, but they're not telling him. Yeah, and then I as soon as I... Like, inject him medicine into him. Yeah, I, I, I was, was, I was worried. That. I was worried about that too, but I eventually gave up on that theory when, you know, like like some murders literally happen like while you're driving trying to find the murder. Like like it's it's at one point it becomes impossible that. No, no, yeah, no. I mean, I mean, I thought he was the original Cyclops. Oh, killer, okay, okay. Which I mean, yeah. technically, po- he's in the body te- of the original Cyclops killer. Yes, that 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 is more correct than what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but there was a point where I thought Date was the current killer, but it was only. <laughs> The scene where he goes into the warehouse to discover Manica's body the first time, thinking mm-hmm. it was Iris, and I, Iba just loses battery or whatever and shuts yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, right. Be a witness to whatever happens, and I thought, oh, is this going to be a thing where she just conveniently turns off and he murders someone? Yeah, and, and he wakes oh. up later. No, it wasn't and, like that. And yeah, she does conveniently turn off where there's a part of the game, or or she's or a part of the game where she's being hacked, where they uh, sort of want. Date to be separated from contact with the with the police a, uh, station or something. And it is yeah. a little it is a little too convenient when they choose to do that. Yeah, I can't but, it's, but, it's, but it's but it's not it's it's not it's not that unfair. It's uh it, and it does add to the stakes I think when in, in those scenes. The, the the second round of murders happen because uh, Saito starts to regain his memories inside the body of Rohan, and he eventually finds the old machine again, uh, captures Shoko, the very first victim, uses the machine to switch bodies with her, which re- requires him to remove her eye, and then when Shoko wakes up in the body of a overweight, ugly uh, Yakuza uh, member, she panics and jumps out of a building to her death. So that uh, that um, Rohan's suicide from a, l- a while before the game starts wasn't Rohan committed suicide it was it was the very beginning of this entire plot and and so the, the first murder it, which appears to be Shoko really is Saito inside Shoko's body luring Renju into a trap switching bodies with Renju and then killing Shoko with Renju's mind inside her and then if you go down the the annihilation path uh, Renju switches bodies with Iris and kills and then Renju's body is left dead in the restaurant and then, uh, and then he, Renju's, and then uh, the Iris with Saito inside her switches bodies with uh, So Sejima and and uh, and kills Iris in the factory. Then So switches with Boss, and one of the most chilling scenes in the game is where you see Boss just mm. shoot So in the head. Yeah, yeah. But really, I that got, I got the Annihilation Lock as my first route. Oh, <laughs> that was like, oh my oh god! Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, that was my first route I got. So I, that was that was me. A lot of the game just think, oh my god, boss is evil. Yeah, but yeah. Like, but really, it was Saito inside boss's body yeah. killing, yeah. killing so uh, sorry, killing boss who was inside So Sejima's body. So there's again, there's a it's a face off plot twist, body switching that. Uh, but is it's enough explanation that all the puzzle pieces seem to fit? Like I didn't notice any plot holes that threw me into a rage. Yeah, like I mentioned before, like I didn't understand when I got to that block why it was blocked, and then when I got the detail about consciousness swapping and it, and how that immediately popped up right after that block in the annihilation route, I was like, okay. But I was still like, 
I was still figuring things out. Like I, I thought originally that maybe Date was just Saito and had his mind wiped, but then yeah. you got you get that tip, and it's like, oh no, we're we're doing body swapping. But even then, I didn't realize like how much we were talking about body swapping. Um, <laughs> like I mean, Saito swapping multiple times along that route was kind of like a mind blowing moment, and then also figuring out who is exactly who is in number eighty nine's body. Who is yeah, it, it was, inside yeah. Date's body, or yeah, rather Saito's um, body? Like yeah, that uh, whole uh, sequence was a one mind blow moment after another. And then, yeah, uh, my brain exploded. <laughs> and prisoner number eighty nine is uh, the body of Falco, which is uh, yeah. Date's real body. I, we neglected to mention that before. And uh, when number eighty nine is in prison and you interrogate him, that's Rohan's mind inside Falco's yeah. body. Yeah. I feel oh so- my god, it was so mm-hmm. amazing. I originally thought that Saito was in number 89's body. Yeah. And in that room, he's not. But. Yeah. The twig for me was um, this, uh, the oxytocin thing. So Iva's mm, right. connection in um, Date's brain, she supplies um, oxytocin because it's um, Saito's um, body. Mm-hmm. And it was I didn't twig the whole way through that she kept going, oh, have I given you too much medication? Yeah. Oh, have I done this? And I'm like... <laughs> No way! And I felt like <laughs> such an idiot that it was being drip fed to me the whole time. And I was mm-hmm. like, I again, was it's it's good for foreshadowing. When every time one of these big twists hits, it makes you reconsider details from uh, previous points in the game, and they they either all fit or at least adequately fit, yeah. which, which which just is which is just great mystery writing. It's uh, it's amazing every time, and uh, and also uh, earlier in the game. Um, a, a, there's a couple flashback scenes where Date remembers Iris and Hitomi's apartment, or even mm-hmm. is speaking to a young girl that looks like Iris. It's uh, it's him coming out of his amnesia, starting to remember details from when he was Falco, uh, living as uh, as Hitomi's boyfriend. And uh, and and this sort of happened to Saito when Saito was inside Rohan's body. He slowly came out of the amnesia and re- and started remembering things, and then got this whole plot rolling, with yeah. his ultimate goal being to ruin Date. And take his body back, which eventually happens in the resolution route. Uh, they, uh, well, it happens in the annihilation and resolution route. But the annihilation out route ends when, after he body switches, uh, Iba uh, delivers an electric shock, and both, uh, and I think Date fades to his death, and uh, and and it's left with like the police coming in with a with a passed out uh, Saito in the original no, Saito body. He's not dead. He's yeah. in Boss's body and she's wounded, but she's yeah. not fatally wounded. I didn't like that ending very much because uh, the buildup with the interrogation and, 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 and Saito laying out all the plot points was amazing, but yes. that end was so abrupt. He just gives up at and, the end. And he even says maybe there was a better way this could have happened. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that, like a gamey <laughs> kind of thing like, oh, this is you, just, you got the bad ending. Go back and, and get the good and, ending. And the resolution yeah, exactly. end, the, the good ending is real damn triumphant because oh, yeah. it's it's oh. you iris mizuki ota and moma the <laughs> the yakuza member all uh <laughs> all, all like challenging uh all going to the warehouse where the second site the sinking machine is and yeah. um <laughs> it ends it ends up with uh uh saito and falco's body forcibly switching with uh, uh with date so now both people are in their proper body date is he has a real Japanese name, but I just found it easier to call him Falco. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so, like, the real Falco is in, is, uh, rem- is, rem- is remembering everything, and the real Saito is back in his original body. And, yeah. uh, and, and in doing so, you, the final Somnium 
is really not you in Insomnium. It's sort of you just sort of existing in like a dreamlike state while Saito walks around you, is yeah. walking around uh-huh. solving puzzles, uh, syncing with you. And and, the, and the, like and as an observer, it's real weird because you you like try to examine objects, but just like sink deeper into a puddle of blood. And it's, it's 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 real weird. You're not really solving the puzzle so much as as like being a half observer as someone else is solving the puzzle. Yeah. It, it it was a strange scene, but it ends up it ends with basically a shootout with um uh Saito holding a gun to Hitomi. Aiba being slowly hacked so she uh, she can't help uh Falco as many uh, she can't help Date like she usually does. Mm-hmm. But then Date calls back to Something from near the very beginning of the game. Yeah, they set up a, like a little system very near the beginning of the game. Yeah, where... yeah that was that was yeah. so sweet, but also, a... I, I hated it. Oh yeah, it was it, like self-destruct. Yeah, yeah, they they established that the self-destruct proto- protocol is for Date to say a, to say a number and then tell and then tell her a lie. So. So he said. All the so lies you could have told. I mean, I know you know. You, yeah. So so he know what he, he means, but that's the last thing that she hears before she self destructs. Yeah, so with like, tears <laughs> in his eyes, with tears in his eyes, he says the code and then says, "You're the worst partner anyone could ever have." Oh no! And I never she, want to see you again. I was like, no. And then she explodes, killing Saito with, with a with a, a literal head explosion. That was a that, that was that yeah. was amazing. That, that, that was a little gory, that was, but but uh, pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and with everyone living mostly happily ever after, uh, the the most I've ever liked Iris the entire game is when she's is when she's egging on uh, Date to 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 be her new dad. Yeah, <laughs> she was so excited that, that her mom's boyfriend is back and is uh and it was Date the detective she's made a connection with uh, over the course of this game. Yeah, I mean it, that's real sweet and. Uh, I mean- can we do it? Can we just talk about the mind fuck, especially in that route of like, after spending so much time in that body and with with the uh, with Greg Chun being mm-hmm. the voice of the protagonist, yeah. at the very end you swap and suddenly your body that you're so used to as, as the main character is the bad guy looking like a complete psychopath and mm-hmm. Greg Chun's voice acting there, you know, when he's playing Saito is fucking amazing. Oh yeah. And now you're in, you're in the other body and DC Douglas, who was very sinister in his voice work before, you know, when he was Rohan and or Saito is now you. And it's or just Falco. like, wow. Or, or, and both, whatever. Like, I'm rooting for Tate, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, ah, but that's me over there. Yeah. That's the goofy porno mag face that I love. <laughs> and, and just the voice work, when you think of what these voice actors had to do, is pretty remarkable. Like, uh, uh, I don't, I forget who voices Iris, but in the for a lot of the Red Pathway, it's really Saito inside Iris, and she has to act sort of aloof and uh, yes, and, and, oh sus- and suspicious. But in the in the Blue and Pink Pathway, she's a, a very uh, has a very sunny personality. And um, just thinking about different characters that had to act either normally or while being possessed by by Saito is remarkable. That happens with Boss and Iris and So. Uh, not really with Renju, because even though uh, um, Saito is inside Renju a lot, Renju does not have much dialogue at all. Only a couple flashback scenes and that's it. Even though he's a very present character. Yeah, you don't actually meet Renju or Shoko in game. It's all through flashbacks. Or well. or, Ro- or Rohan. Well, no, I guess you or do Rohan. Rohan. No, you, yeah. you yeah. not in Rohan's body. It's it's confusing. Um, you, do, <laughs> you do meet Rohan as a giant eyeball in the uh, in one of the Somniums, which is 
Maybe yeah. my, maybe my yeah. maybe yeah maybe my least favorite somnium in the game. The one where the solution is not to answer the phone most of the time. <laughs> um, oh, I like that. I like that one too. Yeah, I, I, that, I I just I just hit my head over and over. It was the first somnium in the game where I just gave up and checked a guide. What was everyone's favorite song? Mine was probably oh, Otis. Miami's. Oh, Otis. Oh, Miami's <laughs> and Dante's were my favorite. I, I love Miami. Miami. So touching. I cried. I cried. Yeah. Oh, the one, the, the, one the, the one in, where you go inside Dante at the end of the Miami route? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Well, the end of the Mizuki route. Yeah, it's, yeah. right. End of the Mizuki route. Yeah, yeah, where you're you're in the diner and you're putting... Uh, well, Miami's- okay, we're talking about two different things. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Ota's mom is Mayumi's, Mayumi's Somnium yes. and Ota's root, and Date's right. Somnium right. and Mizuki's root. Okay, I was, I was confusing Mizuki and Mayumi because I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. But there's, just, <laughs> there's so we're, many M's. Yeah, we're, we're we're throwing around a lot, a lot of M's and things that rhyme with I and Japanese words. It's 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 not it's it's a challenge for, uh, for me. But anyway, yeah. The, oh my God, the one uh, Mayumi's at the end of Ota's route is just completely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It was so good because it was sort of like. Every part of that Somnium worked to tell that sort of heartbreaking story. The you know the diner and the the, the sort of the yellow tones of the diner, restoring mm-hmm. it over time, getting those little flashback sequences that explain sort of the tragedy of losing you know losing her husband and then having to support Ota despite having massive debt and then the you know all of her dementia issues and yeah. then the music also sort of was very. Uh, somber and 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 sad and kind of fed into the to all of it. It was like, it was like the perfect package of visuals and music and plot. It was so good. And, and they, they and they even incorporated her dementia by having the by having the um the somnium sort of crumble and reassemble at different points. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that was really beautifully done. Uh, Descriptive like a way of presenting dementia. I really appreciated it. It wasn't like. Um harsh and bleak it was like this is her life and it's like mm-hmm. flowery and yellow but a bit fuzzy and you really got a sense for it and and when she's remembering happy memories it sort of stays white and yellow and yeah. bright and, and then when she has to sort of confront the more difficult memories it's it mm-hmm. like you get you get blackness and uh Black. and, and, bl- and bleakness yeah. it, it was it was it was handled very well i agree and uh but uh i think this game is less about the somnium and and more about the plot uh, only because I, I think that Somniums aren't as entertaining as the escape rooms in the in the oh. Zero Escape oh. trilogy. I I had a few. I mean, like those two, I really liked, and I I liked a few others. But I think there were more that I just either disliked or was just really neutral on overall than yeah. ones that I really loved. Yeah, mm. A lot of it is is managing this point system where you have to you know use items to make the clock go by slower and yeah. and just and just investigate or examine items in the proper order it's i think they're they're interesting as plot framing devices and for creating dream sequence like an interesting dream sequence but as yeah. puzzles they uh they don't have the level of satisfaction as zero escape puzzles which i should yeah. say are very fun and cool and satisfying so like There's this is no... yeah i'm not um, a big puzzle head or anything i'm not a big fan of puzzles so i didn't mind it but what i maybe didn't like about the way puzzles are done as the timer and the fact that there's so much fun easter eggs in the yeah. game yeah yeah there's exploring yeah. that's not fun you almost had to like yeah. go through you know a somnium once just doing yeah. everything to get all the little references and figuring yeah. out how and to then, do it and, and then, then start restart. it over and do it yeah, yeah. that, that happened it- to me multiple times but at least you can just go back and jump straight yeah. back in with yeah. a it is really cool that is true yeah, yeah. 
they're 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 generous with time and your ability to try things over again or or uh, or go back. I, that yeah. wasn't the problem. My problem was just oh, the, the the mechanics of the puzzles themselves felt more yeah. felt more like a. I don't know, more like a like a weird search and find than a. Well, than yeah, a there proper was puzzle. no like consistent logic. Yeah, yeah. The person who liked Mayumi and Date so much was that I could see the the yeah. the story thread of those two. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very clear. Whereas others really just kind of seemed random in what you were supposed to do oh, and what um, it was supposed right, to tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Hitomi's had to do a lot of guessing. Like yeah. I, I really don't like irises in, in the iris route either. The the shovel forge or the shrine. Oh, yeah. of her. The, shri- the, like shrine, the shrine. The shrine one was. The shrine one was miserable. I had, I had to look at a guide for that one. I didn't like Hitomi's going through the 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 forest. Oh, yeah. oh I like that one. I, like that one. I, I didn't mind the ad, I didn't mind the atmosphere of it, but the whole story is which trees do you examine in what order? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I like, uh, I I like the, I like ones where the the logic thread was basically recreating the scene as it happened. Yeah, so, like, exactly. Because it was just like. The trick was you had to think of the proper perspective of who you were in the dream at the time. You're not Datty in that place. You're whoever is in the dream, so you've got to do what they did, mm-hmm. not what you did. Yeah. So that okay. was fun. So uh, that's enough discussion about the Somniums. We have one last thing to discuss, and that might be uh, the, it might be the best thing about this entire game, and that is the dance scene in the credits. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my what God. What the F? I love that. Right. Um, basically, every, char- every character, in, in, by the way. every character in the resolution end, who is either who is alive except for Sosajima. <laughs> He's the only living character who's not dancing at the end. <laughs> um, so everyone but So is uh, is goes and and does a huge version of the dance scene that Iris performs, uh, or the the song that Iris performs multiple times through the game, yeah. and it is. Uh, it is breathtakingly silly. It, it, it's even like you even get the waitress from the maid cafe yeah. and the uh, and the secretary and uh, all of the yakuza people. One of the one of the hitmen that so hired, uh, yeah. Mama and Moma. It's oh, speaking it, of the secretary who ran off to the little island with. Oh the yeah. Oh, I did. Yep. Uh-huh. yep. So there's a, there's a bunch of hidden bad endings in this game if you pursue certain dialogue trees, including running away with the secretary, the sexy secretary, to a Japanese resort island. Yeah, I got that one, and I also died on the Mizuki route when So Sejima was trying to shoot you. Or... Uh-huh. That's the other one. I the false ending I got. Yeah, there's 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 a bunch. I definitely didn't find all of them, but uh, that's, that's just another fun subversion of uh, a visual novel storytelling. But the, the dance sequence is completely wild. Uh, espe- and my favorite is near the beginning, where Iba starts tapping her toes again, and uh, and and Date mm-hmm. just gives her the most "Are you serious?" kind of look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you want to dance, you know it, Date. But yeah, but but it's a it's a happy ending. Uh, Pewter was able to recreate Iba. And so it's a uh, so oh, I, so I so so, yeah. so Date in his original body, which we thought of as Prisoner Eighty Nine or Falco, is uh, was... is back together with Iba and back together with Iris and maybe gonna maybe gonna hook hook up with Hitomi again. I just want Hitomi to be happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, it's a very very sweet ending with that ends with a uh, with um with dance off yeah the dance with the dance off yeah, yeah. and Iba saying Iba saying I'm back. And Date saying "Welcome back" in a very I cute love way. That part. I know, I yeah. Especially, especially when Iris is like, mm. you know, figures out what the the code, the number was. Like it was, yeah. it's code for Date, and I was like, yeah. 
talk about capitalizing on a plot point from way back. I mean, not yeah. only not what only using Holy the crap. self-destruct sequence in the in the finale, but also the meaning behind those numbers. I was like, oh my heart. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. That, that dance number made me even not hate the song. So that's yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think the song I is... The song. I, I, I don't love the song. Um, I, the, the, the dance helps a lot. I think it's better in Japanese than in English. Probably, I think the Japanese is probably better because she can... That I don't... like. It's not... I don't want to 100% blame the voice actress for singing because no. I think the actual... The, the composition of the song is not that good to begin and, and with. The and translation, it's hard and the to translation make something feels that's not really... very good sound good when you're singing it, but she also didn't sing it well, sing it well and, no. <laughs> and and the language is super awkward i mean th- those localizers are working their butts off trying to find oh, yeah. rhymes yeah uh, mm-hmm. that that, that yeah. sort of makes sense but it's a uh, it's it's not a great it's not a great song but the dance number is great and then um after you w- watch the credits it unlocks dance mode where you can uh where <laughs> yeah. you can um go into a menu to basically make any character in the game uh do that dance animation and Whoa. And it also changed the setting. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly what you need. It, it really felt like the 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 designer, the developers going, well, damn it! If we made everyone, if we had to make every model in the game animate for this dance, let's let players at least have fun with it too. Are we gonna have though, like a an a Somnium dancing all night though? Because I was almost expecting when I saw dance <laughs> mode, I thought maybe it was gonna be a mini game. Oh, you thought you thought that actually like you thought that you thought that arrows and like that. arrows and button presses were gonna start raining from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so good though, the whole thing is so good, yeah, and uh, I absolutely I'm going to buy it on PC and or PS PS4 just to have it in different places and to have it run better and to experience it again because. I want to replay it right now. It's a dark, weird mystery game that goes some incredibly wild places, but it has this ending that is just so sweet that'll make you cry happy tears. It's, it, I was so impressed with the art of this game. It makes a cop sequel. It really does. It just makes yes. you want to with these people. Like, oh, I need that. And I have to, like, I, I, I think I mentioned this on Slack. Um, I just bought Judgment on PS4. I got I got Judgment as a Christmas gift. A little, Look, a short I wanted to get it. It's been <laughs> on my radar since it came out, and I've been meaning to play it and get through the rest of the Yakuza games, too. But I bit the bullet in large part because of Greg Chun's voice acting and because mm. of the similar, you know, you're playing a detective <laughs> in this game. And well, in, like, in, that, in that game, you're playing, I mean, you're, you're playing as Takun. It, it's, it's, I mean, Judgment almost feels like an adaptation of the Japanese drama Hero, which starred the same guy and is also about a, 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 a lawyer who doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> but I mean, like, really props to the voice actors. Greg Chun, all, everybody, especially the, uh, the reunion of Cold Steel, uh, of uh, Legend of Heroes uh, voice oh, yeah. actor um, yeah, in this yeah, game. Yeah, Reen's voice actor plays Pewter. And, um... Oh, there's yeah, others. That's, that's yeah, Sean Chiblock is Pewter. DC Douglas is in there. Uh, Erica Harletcher, who plays uh, Yuna, is in there. And uh, who am I forgetting besides... I know Boss is someone I know. Boss is a Lego Clark. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the voice work was really outstanding in in the song. Oh, Kaiji Kaiji Tang is Moma. Oh, okay. yes, God, he's yes. so good as Moma. He's so oh, good. God, Moma is over the top crazy, and I uh, was so happy for him because Gaius is just kind of boring in Cold Steel. Uh, he really got to have fun yeah. with Moma. I love Gaius in a way, but yeah. Okay, if we're talking about our favorite voice acting in Trails of Cold Steel, then we're definitely at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, it's tangential. 
It is tangential, but I think uh, we've been going for about an hour and a half, and I, uh, I, I think we're near the end because we, we've discussed every plot point, basically every character, uh, and but the, I mean, the game has a wild plot and great characters that yeah. overcome some maybe some weaknesses in the action sequences and the mechanics of different Somniums. But this, but it's I, I was captivated the whole the whole time. Uh, this was pr- I think my favorite game story of 2019, with apologies to Shadowbringers, which I haven't finished yet. Uh, but it, it, it was awesome. I, I think this is. I mean, this is Uchi Koshi at the top of his game, and makes me want to like play. It, it basically sells me on anything that guy makes going forward because he's just a fabulous game writer. Yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, I had a bit of a disappointment with the dying game romper writer for Zenki Zero. What was oh it yeah, yeah, no, Zenki Zero. You're oh, right. Zero. I was like, oh no, please don't let Uchi Koshi make a bad game like that and then as it was and it was great so i'm like oh thank god i can always rely on you yeah i I, I mentioned i mentioned this on other podcasts but i had completely forgot about this game and uh and suddenly in september it comes out and uh audra wrote the review and gave it a 94 and she she thought it was awesome and rightfully and rightfully so so i'm like what what the hell uchi koshi has a new game and it's great and i forgot about it what's going on and i didn't i didn't play it until uh um late november early december is when i started it and then i I finished i finished it in something like 10 days because i was just completely transfixed it's it's this game is excellent and if you haven't already if you don't care about spoilers and uh and are okay with just replaying this for the journey and not the destination i Good. That's great because this game is great. Um, it, it was one of my favorite games of 2019. I mean, we didn't even cover it all, to be honest. No, so, like, no, we. we oh oh man, game. we definitely. Oh, let's see. What did we skip over? Uh, I mean, Oa has a lovely life with Saito and his ending afterwards because he's still in Iris's body in that ending. Oh yeah, right. That's yeah. True. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, I think it, yes, it's so Sajima is inside Iris's body. And, oh, and, oh, that's right. It's yeah, so yeah. not. Yeah, yeah it's, so... it's so not. Yeah, but but like uh, that for, for the rest of Oda's ending is mentioning that she's still at the hospital and has woken up, but is yeah. but is disoriented. I'm like, and uh, and me thinking back, uh, knowing what I knew later, think, oh, she woke up as a very confused Sosajima, and they are there. <laughs> she is still under observation because they think she's a crazy person. <laughs> but there's a lot going on in this game. We covered a lot of it, but not everything. I mean, we didn't even mention that. Renju owns the talent agency where where Iris work where Iris yeah. works and and got her started on her idol career because he probably has lingering uh, feelings of of like friendship love over Iris's mother and mm-hmm. uh, I mean we didn't mention all the AI puns like AI a spelled AI when transliterated is the Japanese word for love and this game is about all different kinds of love romantic love uh, familial love. Um, like like the, the love of like the the love and respect between Aiba and Date, uh, it, it, there's and then um, all of the different AI puns included in the different chapters of the game and the different uh, and the different Somnium of the game. It, it's, it's crazy. yeah. It's crazy. Th- th- there's a lot of uh, imagery and symbolism choices that are made in the writing of this game that are uh, that are impressive both in the moment and looking at the big picture. Yeah. It's, it's it's really good. Like I. Detail, honestly, yeah. an, eye, an eye for detail. I see what you did. I hate myself. And they even they even <laughs> named they even named Iris Iris because of being the goddess of rainbows and the iris being a part of the eye. It's yeah. and her song is Rainbow Arrow, I believe. Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, well, I'm definitely going to YouTube the uh, end credits dance scene again because it, it won't be the first time. <laughs> Do you know one thing we, we didn't record? mention? Oh? We didn't mention the YouTube series that they ran. Oh, I never watched right. oh, really? I haven't seen it. Yeah, there was an entire YouTube series hosted in by Iris, in by Iris um, um, or ASET. Um, yeah. ASET, yeah. you bet. I can't remember any. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I, I think we, Beers. Like, like like gambling. <laughs> Bet roulette a set. That was yeah. one of them. But yeah, there's there's a whole I uh idol fans language that uh that dedicated J pop fans will will understand, but I, I really don't. There's a lot going on in this game, and if we haven't sold listeners, if we haven't sold you on it. By now, then you've definitely skipped uh, ahead to the next podcast in your feed. Then you might not be able to secrete ox- uh, oxytocin. You mm. should probably get that checked. Yeah, maybe go see a doctor to, to prevent future murder. <laughs> okay, now speaking of future murder, uh, next week we have uh, an, an episode on Sweet and Five. Um, uh, Leona, you're part of you're part of the. <laughs> Yeah, what the le- hell happens in Sweet and Five? I'm not going to talk about it here until you play it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't played Sweet and Five, but I I had to find a tra- I had to find a a uh, <laughs> a segue somewhere. <laughs> but the um but so uh, we have part two of our Sweet and Five podcasts happening next week. Then in February we are doing two episodes on Near Automata. One episode that's a special romantic Valentine's Day themed episode. And listeners, if you want to reach out to us, the best way to do is email retro at rpgfan.com. rpgfan.com also has message boards, a Facebook page, an Instagram page, a Twitter page, a Discord server, and a Twitch channel with uh, something streaming on Twitch every single day. And uh, also, Retro Encounter is but one of four fine podcasts on RPG Fan. Random Encounter about randomness. Rhythm Encounter about music, although it's on hiatus. And Phoenix Edge, which is recorded live on YouTube every week and is mostly about current events. So you can re- uh, review us and those other three podcasts on iTunes or Google Play or however you are listening. Please give us all the feedback we can stand. <sighs> okay, so now let's uh, give our listeners as much um, social media information as they can stand, uh, starting with you, Leona. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Starmongus. I also am now a Twitch streamer, and I'm streaming in like half an hour. Uh, more <laughs> eat near automata, but this will be like way later. I'm finishing near tonight. at Starmongus RPG fan. So, so, um, so, what do you think you'll be streaming in late January when this comes up? Uh, Lost Odyssey. Okay, cool. So, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. So I yeah. bought an Xbox 360 for this. Oh my god! Lost <laughs> <laughs> Odyssey is really good. Uh, I, I can't wait to play it. I hear great things. I need uh, to play it too. Yes. Yeah, I, and it's like apparently like. The only Final Fantasy that isn't Final Fantasy. Yeah. Well, that, well, I mean, there's also Bravely Default, and uh, <laughs> there's there's plenty of Final Fantasies not by that name, but Lost Odyssey is definitely one of those. Yeah, and the last thing you can find me on is Discord. You can also find Caitlin on there a lot as well. Uh, yep. She does a lot. Um, I, mostly just, I mostly just get sports mad on Discord. I'm a bad Discord user. <laughs> you pop into the podcast section fairly often. Yes, I, I update the podcast and then I, and then I complain about uh, and then I complain about sports teams. But uh, <laughs> speaking of people on Discord, uh, Caitlin, how can listeners find you? I am Leon Cazarel, pretty much everywhere: Twitter, Discord, uh, everywhere. So yeah. All right, and Tyler, how can listeners find you? Um, on Twitter, I'm uh, at 
Cosmos Chaos, and it's uh, Cosmos with a K. And Alana, how can people find you on social media? Uh, on, on Twitter, at, at Alana Hague, so that's really the best place to get hold of me. All right, and as for me, Twitter is also the best place to find me. I am at the Real Monsoon most of the time, at Evoker for Dogs other times. I am Monsoon Mike on Discord, and Monsoon on RPG fans, mostly defunct forums. So I think we solved the mystery, and uh, solved, b- and we know the identities of both Cyclops murderers. It's Saito, who is barely mentioned in the game at all until he says he's the murderer. If Jessica Fletcher was the main character of this game, it would have been over in 15 minutes. And I, I'm sorry, it would have been over in 40. It, it, it would have been order in 47 minutes. That, oh, sorry. Including ad breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, thank you. Good night and good luck. <laughs>